Actually, that sounded very refreshed. Okay. Are you a web page that won't load? Because you seem refreshed. Oh. No, no, it's okay. Start, yeah. start. Are you a, are you a metal thing on a curb? Because you seem hydranted. Wait. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> okay. Um, is that, that going to make it in the final cut, Cole? I don't know. <laughs> this is episode number 119 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast, an audio blog. Uh, what have you about video games my name is cole ross and i am your host and i am joined via skype today by dennis furia and ben merkel thanks guys for 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 coming out for coming on this journey for taking this uh this trip into our listeners ear holes uh and and, and creating mischief uh in, in between them um yeah it's uh we, we we were off last week but we're back now and there's there's plenty of big stuff to talk about um we're going to have two segments this uh this time we're going to have uh, a tightened up and retooled quick hits segment i will be uh watching us with a timer actually um then after that we're going to talk about what we've been playing i've been a busy i've been a busy person uh vis-a-vis the games issue how about you guys uh, i'd say the same as well yeah yeah, yeah. hmm no, i have uh i've been absorbed in one game okay okay so no I, I, I'll, cliffhanger i'll, I'll allow I, it i'll allow it <laughs> i dare to be different yeah absorbed is this a kirby game no it wasn't a pun uh, ah there we go okay <laughs> so we're going to take a brief little musical interlude oh, actually no i'm going to remind you you can go to duckfeed.tv that's where all of our content lives and if you want to send us an email that is at donttreeriddle at duckfeed.tv we're going to try and get a letter segment going um so uh send us your concerns ask us for advice relationship advice i think we uh, we mentioned there um can you know you know what what, what apr should you ex- you know should you accept on your boat loan um you know uh life choices send all what that ca- to us maybe questions about of- video games too what kind of listeners do we have here? What's our it's, demographic? It's <laughs> boating, boating, uh, boating, Bo- boat romantic enthusiasts. listeners. Yeah, boat yeah. enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, what what better way to spend a day on the water than listening to podcasts? Oh yeah, that, f- f- fuck the natural beauty. Let's just let's just go <laughs> for it. Let's just go for it. So here's, I like it. Here's here's some music, and then we're gonna talk about games. Now it is time for the quick hits segment of our show where we talk about video game news in a brief manner. Now, point of order, I'm going to uh, let you know that I am going to be timing these now. Um, I will be prescribing um, a, an amount of time on my IKEA meet the thermometer slash egg timer um, that I'm holding right here. It'll make a beeping noise when we're done, and then we'll give final remarks and we'll move along on our merry way. So um, our first story here, I'm going to give it seven minutes. Dennis, take it away. All right. So, in a seven to two decision in the case of Brown versus Entertainment Merchants Association, the United States Supreme Court has ruled that a California law banning the sale of video games to minors is unconstitutional. The law was penned in 2005 and deemed un- unconstitutional by a United States District Court. Um, the majority opinion can be summed up in this expert excerpt from the ruling. 
Like the protected books, plays, and movies that preceded them, video games communicate ideas and even social messages through many familiar literary devices, such as characters, dialogue, plot, and music, and through features distinctive to the medium, such as the player's interaction with the virtual world. That suffices to confer First Amendment protection under our Constitution. Uh, aesthetic and moral judgments about art and literature are for the individual to make, not for the government to decree, even with the mandate or approval of a majority. So, um, good news for those who like games, um, and especially for those who, who view games as art. Um, the Democratic California State Senator who penned the law, Andrew Yee, um, issued a response to the ruling stating that the majority majority excuse me of the, the Supreme majority, Court, I'm sorry majority <laughs> the majority of the Supreme Court once again put the interests of corporate America before the interests of our children um, loosely translated into sane person speak that's I didn't get my way <laughs> <laughs> seven minutes on the clock right now thoughts uh, Ben uh, I, I mean, I'm happy about this decision because I feel like that's the uh, the right opinion to take on video games. Yeah. Like they're they're just essentially another form of entertainment. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that it's not a. Uh, I'm glad that they're going about this intelligently. I guess it's it, it was the, the the language that they use is startlingly sane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and like the way that this reads to me, there there was an article on Joystick. Griff, uh, Griffin McElroy wrote it. He said, you know, it's it's not inaccurate to 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 view this as a rite of passage for video games as a medium, right? I mean, you no, say it's true. just like everything else, but you know, I, I guess it takes the parents coming down and, and, and the parents being the United States government coming down <laughs> and saying, listen, this is you know, accept little Timmy into your playgroup, you know movies and books and stuff like that. It, it grants a certain amount of legitimacy to it, I think. Dennis? I have, I have this image now of video games as a red-headed stepchild <laughs> that maybe, maybe has like a crutch or maybe like a, an endearing lisp or something. <laughs> an, an endearing or enduring? Maybe both. Um, it, maybe maybe both. both. I, I like both. both. <laughs> no, it's. I, I wonder who are the who are the two Supreme Court justices that uh, still have their heads up their ass. That's what I want to know. I oh gosh, I forget. I I I I didn't look at how the decision broke down. I was just I was I was uh, surprised to see that uh, um, uh, Bush appointee and noted reptile Anthony Anthony Scalia <laughs> he, uh, he, he 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 voted. Um, um, I, I guess saying that it, you know the law was on, uh, unconstitutional. And I think that I think that verbiage that we quoted was you know it, it was it was it was his. It was something that he wrote. So I, I don't know how how it shook down, but I mean the, just with the way that the court is stacked to see something go seven two. I mean everything is always five four five four five four. That is about as much as a judicial mandate as you're as you're going to get. Yeah, and, probably. And it, set, and it sets a like a the strongest precedent possible. That also sounds like a pretty well-spoken reptile. <laughs> I know, right? Somebody, somebody taught him well. Uh, <laughs> Komodo dragon with the golden tongue yeah. instead of purple. So, so, the, so the, so the, so the question, the question would be, you know, what, what will this do about the games that people that the that the industry feels comfortable making? I mean, none of us have crystal balls that we're willing to share with the public. Um, but <laughs> I, I think, I think the, the incorrect hypothesis that a lot of people could take away from this would be that this all of a sudden gives, gives the industry license to make really, really kind of gratuitous games. Yeah. I mean, those, those are out there already though. If, 
if people want them, they can find them. But that's not what most people want, right? Yeah. And the I, game games industry being a business, they're gonna they're gonna make what people want. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Ben, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say, like, I think it's really telling of the direction of video games if you just specifically look at Rockstar games. You know, mm-hmm. like if you rewind, huh. like maybe eight years ago and look at the first like Grand Theft Auto 3 like it was all about you know like it was it was essentially what their games are now it's an open world game where you get to play around but absolutely minimal story to it it was just kind of like a collection of zany characters and I mean I guess there was some there's some points that brought across but if you fast forward today to the last two games they put out uh LA Noir and uh Red um, Dead yeah, Red Dead Redemption. You know, like both of those are basically putting across so- social messages, you know, and speaking yeah. on a a much larger scale, you know. And I and you know, they're both successful games too. So I feel like the direction of video games is that they're they're approaching more of a an artistic uh sort of state, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I think that has to do with, you know, the audience for video games, you know, maturing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I, I would say so anyway. For sure. I think I, I would love to see the industry say, all right, hey, you take the handcuffs off us and we're actually going to try to get a little more diligent about kids buying M-rated games, you know? Well, that's the thing. I, th- I, th- I think that this ruling wouldn't have been n- nearly as possible if, if it wasn't for the ESRB. Uh-huh. And, and and that's something that like the ESA and the um, the like Entertainment Software Association and the Electronic Merchants Association they they they've come out and said you know listen you know we've, we we have been self policing all along we've got this we've got this on lock with, mm-hmm. with you know with, with with the ESRB and I think that if if they took a if they took a cavalier attitude towards that. Um, it just it, it it shows that that has really paid off for them, and even the ESRB sprung up, you know, as a result of government action, mm-hmm. you know, and the the Mortal Kombat trials back in the mid nineties, you know, the, the the it was the, the ESRB was formed after those because of all the heat and attention that was being paid. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of funny you talk about it being a rite of passage. There's you know there were the the trials back then. I feel like you know every couple of years it's a little cyclical that that something pops up to try to get video games in front of the Supreme Court in a negative way. Um, I, I can't decide yet if this is like a definitive statement. Like you said, a 7-2 ruling um, is about as definitive as you can get. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like this the video games seem to, seem to have a rough go of it yeah. uh, in public opinion. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it in front of the Supreme Court maybe like once or twice more. It's just the, the 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 precedent that it sets is so is is so strong. We have a minute left. Do we have do we have final thoughts? I think we covered it. Yeah, I think so too. Uh yeah. Oh, let's uh let's 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 stick a you know stick a fork in this one. There we go. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Hacker group LulzSec, which is short for Lulz Security, which makes me. Mm, so mad that I could shoot steam <laughs> out of my ears, uh, has disbanded. That's right. The reign of terror is over. The six-man team um, has actually, oh, ended their uh, spree of information leaking by releasing info from 550,000 Battlefield Heroes accounts um, as their last act of defiance. Um, In a statement, Lulsec has claimed that they uh, had initially planned for their reign of terror to last only 50 days, which it did when they when they issued the statement. Uh, But speculation says that they may have called it off 
after the arrest of a 19-year-old hacker in Spain who may or may not have belonged to the group. We're going to start this with four minutes on the clock. Um, so, so, so yeah, Lulsec, you know, they're behind a, a, a large number of, of the hackings that have, that have taken place, or at least they claim to be. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's unclear whether or not they, 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 they're responsible for the PSN hacking, but at least the one that we talked about last time, which was Minecraft, The Escapist, and, uh, and Bethesda, it, 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 was, it was them. What do you guys think, you know, is, is their legacy as they, uh, as they kind of pull out of the fray? Battlefield Heroes is your parting shot, really? <laughs> really? That's, that's what you're going to go out on? Yeah, a free like, a free to play. You know, Electronic <laughs> Arts—they're a big—they're a big company. That's like The Rock ending his career on like the Tooth Fairy or something. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I'm impressed that that um, 550,000 people play it. I, I'm that number seems pretty good yeah. for Battlefield Heroes. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, it must have been low hanging fruit, and they were scared. It's possible. <laughs> I uh, I honestly haven't paid too much attention to this sort of news story, so yeah, I really don't have a lot of care for it either. I don't know. I guess it's good that they're ending, but <laughs> I mean, they're committing crimes. You know, yeah, plain and plain, plain and simple. I, I just I I love the you know they 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 try and treat themselves with with a with a degree of humor. You know, be being being a subsect of an anonymous that, that 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 kind of goes with the territory but it, it's just it, there's there's this narrative in the media that kind of casts them as these robin hoods right <laughs> for this these are the same people that idolize like julian assange well i mean there, there's an argument to be made that julian assange is, is you know he's he's kind of the 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 the, the, the spiritual heir to the to, to the watergate guys you know, you know i i think i think that that there, there, there's I, a greater. So I can't see the social purpose behind behind you know getting Brink user forum forum names out there. <laughs> you, you know, I, I just I don't see it. I think they like to think of themselves that way. Yeah. I, I think this is really just negative ascension, attention drawn yeah. to. Uh, it's the negative ascension of negative attention. Yeah, yeah. A negative ascension would be a descent, but let's continue. Damn it! <laughs> but there's anything. This is anything but decent. Oh. Uh, those, those words look about the same. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's, hold on. Let's just take a second to appreciate that. Yeah. Let's let, let's 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 ruminate on that. We have a minute and thirty left on the clock. Oh, maybe I have to. Not. I have to say that if, if there is if there is a po- if there is a positive thing that we can say about this, have you guys uh, uh, changed your passwords recently? Yep. Yeah, Ben. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I just, uh, uh, as soon as the story came out that Lulsec, uh, may have potentially, um, breached Xbox live. Um, I went through and I changed every single password that I could, that I could think of. Yeah. Um, and I made that made them much more secure. So that may be the, that, that may be the legacy that these, that these D bags leave behind. Like again, I'll say it, I'll say it, I'll say it again and again. Nobody will take your security as, uh, as seriously as you take it. So let's let that be our PSA. Uh, <laughs> change your password, dummy. <laughs> I like it. I'll allow it. Final thoughts in the last 30 seconds. Dude, I hope this 19-year-old like wets his pants, cracks, and just yelps yeah. out as many names as he can. <laughs> I, w- I would love for that to happen. 
<laughs> Smokes Mad Blunt 69 was on top of all this. He was the ringleader. <laughs> Follow the paper trail. Follow the paper trail. I think it would set set a Guinness Wo- Guinness World Book of Records record for most pimples in a mugshot. <laughs> <laughs> Sephiroth Goku XXX. He was he's just a patsy. Uh, oh, that's 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 that that's the that's the buzzer. Oh, I can hear. I have a related story. I was playing Modern Warfare the other day, and somebody's name was Dead Space Fan or Dead Space Two Fan Fifty Two. I, like, I thought, like that that was a pretty big game. It only has fifty two fans. Well. That's what I was. I don't know. Like, why would you commit your entire name to another video game? I, I mean, like, you know, you can make your name a reference to something. That's that's fine. My, my my handle, you know, my my Xbox Live username is Song for the Deaf because it's a, it's, yeah. it's a you know Queens. I like the Queens of the Stone Age. But Dead Space Two fan. Well, that that's a little bit like like PSN names are a little bit less persistent though, right? Yeah, I mean, you can switch it out without without at the drop of the hat. I should yeah. say. Yeah, well, I mean, on Microsoft, you have to pay to do it. So yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you could say that's that's the indication of a system seller, right? One one person cared enough to yeah. go after it. Also, probably uh, probably uh, an electronic arts plant. Can't rule that out. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps so. Have you guys played Team Fortress Two or World of Warcraft Online? Yes. Cole, I, kn- I know you've played World of Warcraft. Have you played Team Fortress 2 as well? Love it. Okay. Okay. And Dennis, which one have you played? Team Fortress 2, albeit briefly, um, and World of Warcraft never. Okay. But tell your story. That song might change. There, Yeah. So there's some interesting develop- developments with those two games within the last week. Uh, they both announced that they are going to be free-to-play games. So now anyone can play... Uh, Team Fortress 2 or World of Warcraft online for free. The one caveat with World of Warcraft is the the free-to-play is going to cap the level at 20. So you can play up until level 20, but then you'll have to start paying if you want to go any higher than that. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting, though. Yeah. Going to put five minutes on the clock here. All right. So uh, what do you guys think about this? I'm intrigued by World of Warcraft's take on it. Like, I, I think this is this is kind of new. That will give you. I mean, this is essentially a demo, I guess. So very not new, but in terms of free to play, uh, you know, we'll give it to you for free up to a certain point, and uh, give you the entire game, access to everything, and then start charging you just like a regular subscription. I think that's a that's a very interesting uh, take on a model that has become increasingly more frustrating for gamers. <laughs> Do you think this is in response to all the free-to-play RPGs that are coming out, like the Lord of the Rings one? I, I, I'd imagine so, I, I, and, I, and I think that it has an, has an awful lot to do with where WoW is in its life cycle, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if, 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 if they had launched like this, it would have been difficult for them to, to, to gain um, credibility, because you know, free to play at least here in the West, it, it's an entirely different story over over in China, and Korea. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I think that they're at a point where their market share is high enough that this is just their way of you know saying screw you to, to anybody who is putting out like a free to play. Yeah. This, I, what percentage of people actually get their characters over level twenty? Though I'm, I'm curious. I would be I would be really surprised. the The thing is, and I say this as somebody who played uh, World of Warcraft for about five years um, and never got a character over level forty five. 
Uh-huh. Um, I got several characters up to about that point, but I never, I never had the desire to play the end game. The thing about WoW, at least as it exists right now, is that they rocket you through those first ten levels. Really? Okay. Like, like by the by the time by the time you leave your 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 opening area and like get from you know little little shithole troll town to the barrens. <laughs> Um, you know, you're, you're going to be level, level 12, 15. And that's oh, wow. just after doing, that's just after doing like the tutorial stuff and really seeing all the different kinds of quests that they, you know, that, 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 that they can give you. Um, thing is, that's a lot of content, right? Right at, right at the start, you know, you're going to mm-hmm. see a lot for that. So I think that this is actually a really kind of enlightened way for them to do it because I can't, I don't, I can't see how they would have gone microtransaction like you know tf2 did because because their content isn't isn't like that you're gonna you're not gonna pay for teleports like you would in you know in 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 lord of the rings or whatever yeah that okay so team fortress 2 going microtransaction actually really scares me why is that because if weapons enter into this i think it's gonna suck all the fun out of the game i think but from from what i understand you don't the, you you don't pay for major weapon upgrades, and and this this comes from having played you know TF two you, you know pretty pretty you know I would say avidly over the past couple of of, of months, and, mm-hmm. and and that is to say that most of the stuff that you're paying for are cosmetic. So there are user there are user designed weapons, but the majority of the ones that give you like new class abilities and stuff, those mm-hmm. are all handled by random drops and by crafting. Okay, I, this, I, my teeth are gritted right now. Like, are they? Well, because you know, Battlefield Heroes was like this. Battlefield Play for Free was like this, where it's like, oh yeah, you should be able to do a great job with only the basic stuff, and you only pay if you want cosmetic, cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And it never winds up like it always winds up with with someone being just dominating because they were willing to drop five dollars on the game. Yeah, looking at their store, you pretty much only buy hats. That, okay. that that's that's where the majority of it is the every everything else is you and, and here's the strange thing you buy tokens you you, mm-hmm. you buy you buy basically like tags and then you can you, you know go around and if you if you download like a fan-made map you 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 put a tag on that map and just say i want you know my x number of dollars to go to the person who developed that map and then you know valve takes a small cut but the majority of it goes to the goes to the to the developer and if there's anybody I think who could who could succeed at you know making a game a service without ruining it, maybe maybe Valve is is the one who could do it right. I hope so. God knows everyone's taken a try at it. Yeah, yeah maybe maybe so so uh, so maybe the video game industry becomes like a tipping thing. You know, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's your discretion. You know, if you really like this game, you can pay us five dollars for it. If you yeah. if you hate it, it's it's the um it's the humble indie bundle model. Yeah, yeah, and that could work and i think that these two games you know making their entrance into that space is is a way for them to uh, is a way for that to become a more popular idea um time is time is up so i'm going to ask you guys uh, the the kind of the question that kind of logically follows will this get you to uh, to try out either of those games anymore now that now that you don't have to pay an entry fee i'll i'll say for me the first thought through my head when I saw that World of Warcraft was free for first 20 levels was like, ooh, I should finally try that. Now, i, I got to find time to do it, but the mm-hmm. intent is there. Okay. What about, what about Team Fortress? Um, 
I feel like if I'm going to play that, uh, I'll play it on a console, which I know is sacrilege, but... Well, uh, the, 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 co- the console versions are poop from a butt. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's just... I, I've never been a PC shooter player some type thing. We're just opposite. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes this show so fun. Um, Ben. Yeah, probably not. I think I'm, you know me, I'm more of a, uh, controlled experience sort of guy when it comes to games. So I like to have my game finely tuned and, uh, I don't know, whatever. Counterpoint team fortress two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Best best balance game I've ever played. I think. No, I mean, I've heard good things that I imagine it's fun. It's just, for some reason, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is like my one niche where I like to play like as an online shooter, but mm-hmm. past that, online shooters don't really interest me that much. Yeah, I'll respect it. Look, uh, you're a classy dame, but you ain't my type of girl. <laughs> <laughs> you guys what you what you what you been playing stuff stuff things i don't want to talk about it dude that's personal <laughs> i'm to be excused now i want to go to my room <laughs> uh no seriously <laughs> I, mean, I love how we can never answer that question seriously the first time you ask no. No. i mean i can i can go whatever i don't that know that would be that would be too efficient with people's okay. time yeah. yeah why don't you start cole because it sounded like you had a lot okay all right i'll, I'll do this uh, okay so let me uh, let, let me gather my thoughts here uh today i played the first two levels of child of eden Ooh! Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I do not have Connect, nor do nor do I intend uh, to purchase Connect in order to play this. I just wanted to uh, get a hold of the audio visual experience and see how that uh, how that made me go. It's good. It's hard. Yeah. It's 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 kind of locked in this in this kind of uh, um, old school modality. It's it's like uh, it's very arcadey. As in, like there are levels, and like when you fail, you go back to the beginning of the level, which is it's hard. Uh, it's difficult, yeah. Especially, I, I, I'm, I'm led what? to believe that with that with a controller, it's more they make it more difficult because you have more control over it than if you did have uh, that if you had the connect. Uh-huh. It makes it more akin to 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 res. Now, if if you're not aware of what Child of Eden is, um, it's a little bit obscure if you're if you're not paying attention to these things. It is uh, kind of a cross between an on rail shooter and a music visualizer. Um, similar to, to to Res, which came out on the Dreamcast and PS2, um, but you are uh, kind of going through the internet in the future, trying to recover the memories of the first uh, girl who was born on the space station, um, and just it's 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 like it's a synesthesia simulator. Like it just the the music and the and the visuals are linked together. And I'm sure if they could throw smells in there, they they would. Um, <laughs> but you have a you have a cursor and you have uh, viruses which are represented by you know different shapes and stuff. You kind of uh, you, you paint them by uh, by holding the A button and, and cursoring over them. Then you release it on the beat with the music, and then as you fire off the lasers to to kill them, uh, you know it it adds you know layers onto the soundtrack. Um, and then you have like a rapid fire button by holding the trigger. 
uh, that kind of creates like a drum beat, you know, and, and you have to like shoot down specific, you know, shoot down like the bullets and then uh, purple colored enemies with that. Now, if I was playing with connect, the, 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 the lock would be done with the right hand and then the rapid fire would be done with the left. So it'd be kind of like conducting the experience. But I have to say that based on the first two levels that I, that I've played, it's a, it's a really stirring experience actually. Huh. What do you, what do you mean by that? I'm not a fan of techno, um, just kind of as a, as a general, as a general rule. Um, I, I don't like the repetitiveness or, or, or anything like that. This is very much Japanese techno music, but the combination with, you know, the, 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 the visuals, you know, going through like these weird cyber spacescapes with like, you know, wireframe gigantic whales and phoenixes <laughs> and like tunnels and geometric shapes that are going in front of you and then you know, I, I, I was i was alone today at the house so i was able to you know to pump the volume and really <laughs> and really get the and really get it going get that get that bass beat happening and just the the, the combination of both of those is actually really kind of i i hesitate to say emotional uh but it, it it does it does kind of draw you in and you really get you really start to feel the beat with it so it is a music game make no make no mistake about that Huh. See, that's what it is, Cole. It, it's not that you don't like techno. It's just that you've never listened to it loud enough before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some of the people who drive down my street, they've been, they've been trying to convince me I was going to say, you still have the ability to hear, so you haven't heard it loud enough yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next time you see me, I'll be covered in glow sticks and I'll be sucking on a ring pop, you know. Yeah, that's, um, right. hey, see, that's, that's techno, though. If you listen to it loud enough, it becomes a self-solving problem. yeah all i hear is a (laughs) children of men thing if you hear that you'll never hear that a lot of a lot of techno songs have about you know 10 measures 16 measures of that in them at some point just (laughs) yeah no it's good i i I like it i was i was pleasantly surprised um i I can't get over the fact that it's difficult i I, I did not get that from looking at any of the, the previews yeah, no, it's just kind of like you have you have a life meter and there and there are very few opportunities to 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 bring it back up. So you really have to pay attention to what's happening and and that and that's and that's one of the one of the things that's really difficult about it is sometimes the visual information is really hard to parse. Like they, they like they they give you you know cues like like purple is bad. So if you <laughs> if you see, if you see something purple headed towards you, you know to, you know to shoot it down because that that will hurt you. But there are these you know there are these sequences where you really have to pay attention and sort out the visual noise, or else you're really going to uh, you're really going to suffer. Like they're like the first level, a, a large portion of it, as you're like building to a crescendo, like before one of the boss fights, and and it and the levels are about 15 minutes long. Um, in in general, I think there are six of them, so it's a very short game. And the difficulty kind of like stretches that out, um, albeit somewhat artificially. But you're rushing down this kind of like a tempest-esque tunnel, and uh, you know there there are gates that come at you, and you know you're going pretty fast. So when you see the big red wall with the with the nodes along it, you have to be ready to highlight all the nodes and then fire off the and, and fire off your shot, or else you're going to hit the wall and then you're going to take damage. And you know if you don't pay attention, you're going to lose all your health before you hit the boss and be at a distinct you know disadvantage. So you're really managing your your life bar the whole time through. Huh. Interesting. I, you see, I had always thought of it as more like a flower, you know, kind of experience. Mm-hmm. That's a that's that's kind of cool. It looks like it, and and oh shit, my beard just overflowed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
damn it. Um, I, I may, I may have to say, take a break here to, to, to rectify that. No. Um, but one of the things that, 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 um, is really kind of frustrating and where a lot of the replay value and probably a lot of the further difficulty is going to be it's score based and, and it's ranking oh. you with stars, right? And you, and at a certain point you need to get a certain number of stars, um, stars uh you have to get a certain number of stars um to to progress but it doesn't show you your score during during the level um which is a little bit frustrating huh that's really interesting i I think of um i I know you know the the guitar hero rock band music games at at some point realized how annoying that is and so you had a little meter that you could watch go up Mm -hmm. uh while you were playing it seems kind of dumb that you can't see your rating during the the levels right but it sounds like an awesome game yeah, it's neat. I, I'd recommend it. I don't know if I'd recommend it for 50 or 60 bucks. I mean, there, 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 there isn't an awful lot there, but I would categorize it probably as, as a, an, an essential experience, possibly. And it is going to be coming to, to PlayStation 3. The, the guys at Q Entertainment have, have said that as much. And it's coming with, like, big, nifty extras. So, Does this game lend itself to 3D, do you think? Oh, yeah. I think it would be just, just orgasmic in 3D, actually. And I'm not a person who likes 3D in general. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so the Sadat Child of Eden, do you guys have any uh, further questions about that? Not really. I haven't heard anything about this, though, before this, so I, I'm interested to look it up now. Yeah, l- l- look at it. It's it's neat. And, and uh, check out Res, too, because they're basically the same game, um, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't a bad thing. Um, uh, the other thing I've been playing, or the other thing that I've played enough to feel comfortable talking about it, is um, is Darksiders. Um, the, it's a game that THQ put out, um, that is, uh, kind of a cross between God of War and Zelda with, with a world of Warcraft, uh, design aesthetic, uh, really cartoony. It's, it, it's, it, uh, it takes itself so, so seriously that it becomes funny again, which <laughs> is, which is neat. Um, and it's a lot less angsty than, uh, than, than God of War. So I think it's right up my alley. No, it's good. I like it. It's a uh, um, very hack and slash, very much couch on that. I haven't gotten to a lot of like puzzles and things. Most of it comes down to collect this number of blue orbs and then bring it to this demon who will tell you how to find the demon Samael and unlock the earth gate. Blow this horn and raise the ancestors. Ah, that that kind of that kind of. Do you think they get these phrases out of a manual? Like, <laughs> I feel I feel like they, no, maybe it's two big wheels, right? And you've got like a, a you know cool sounding. Um, adjectives on the left and then cool sounding nouns on the right and you just spin them <laughs> like earth gate <laughs> the devastator beam you yeah, know, like... <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 it, it, i'm not convinced it's not self-parody it's 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 delightful um no it's it's good i got i got that um i got it on a buy two get one free um picked up Resident Evil 5, that, and Final Fantasy 13. And Dennis, at this point, is about ready to do a slow motion. No! Yeah, don't, dude. <laughs> Resident Evil 5 is good. Yeah, yeah. Not so much for the other one. Oh, well. Sure, um, maybe, maybe I just, you know, maybe maybe I just missed the point, so you can, you can no. tell me. No, uh, Darksiders is good. It has a, has good combat in it. I, sure. I like What's it. your main character, Steve? Is he like sword guy or flaming chains guy? He's or? he's he's sword guy. Uh, you okay. you play you play the, the the one of the horsemen of the apocalypse, War. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And, and and you know you're, they Metroid you, so your powers are diminished because because apparently you accidentally caused the apocalypse. Um, 
and now you're you're going out to find out who tricked you into causing the apocalypse so like you're in like a wrecked out new york city hey enslaved what's up um (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've probably played about like an hour and a half of it and since it is kind of a zelda-esque thing you know i haven't i haven't really scratched the surface too much haven't you know filled out the inventory screen uh more than about a tenth of the way so it'll be it'll be a bit of a bit of a, a thing I just love it. it's like it's like the uh, you know oh yeah I'm a demon of the apocalypse but I'm a nice guy and just you know, I, someone tripping doing the whole you know well, end earth thing my bad well technically he's he's with the kingdom of heaven and and not the not the king the the king the kingdom of hell and then the kingdom, oh, okay. basically somebody wanted the the kingdom of men to fall see it's like it's ridiculous right I love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We talk about this with our serious faces, mm, brah. And, the, and like in in his voice, it's just like, "Demon, why <laughs> was I deceived?" Like it's like that kind of voice acting. It's, it's, great. it's I just it's, like I just like that you can give one of the four horses of the apocalypse a slap on the wrist. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> don't go causing the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's cool. <sighs> um, and I did play another game, but it was in conjunction with uh, with you, Ben. So we'll we'll talk about it when we get to you. I think all three of us will talk about it. Probably. Oh yeah, we we all we all might have stuff to say about it. That's right. Burr, burr. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. I'm done uh, with my stuff. You know. I'm, you know. Dennis, you want to go or do you want me to go? Yeah, I'll go because I think mine's relatively quick. I've been playing a a game that's. Another sort of game, but I got it as a free game, so I'm playing it and actually really enjoying it. I don't think I would do this normally, um, but I, I got the the console version of Magic: The Gathering. Okay. And it's been a lot of fun. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of worried about this, but at the same time, it's it's been great. So, for anyone who's been under a rock for the past what has it been like 20, 20 years. years yeah <laughs> the magic the gathering is like the original nerd card game where you cast spells and buff creatures and <laughs> spend mana and, and all this stuff uh and so you know if you played pokemon as a child it's that with slightly cooler looking yeah. same same, uh, company. same company wizards of the coast it's that only the female monsters have boobs um rock so. just 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 rocking tits yeah. So <laughs> basically, so but it is you know it's it's been around for twenty years for a reason, right? In that it's it's a really interesting strategy game if you can get past the stigma that's often attached with it, and being able to play it while no one else is around from the comfort of my you know chair in front of my PS3 is is one of those settings where you can get around the stigma. Um, and I'm actually having a ton of fun. So it it seems uh, pretty basic and mimics the card game very closely. In that you start with a very basic deck and then you play people and you can get more cards for your deck and you get new decks. And basically, you know, as you get new decks, you can choose the one that suits your play style the best. Mm -hmm. Um, And each deck has its own advantages and weaknesses. Um, And then go to it. So I'm most of the way through the campaign now and most of my time is now spent online playing other people. Um, which was really, really depressing because I, I got into an online game with someone who had a mic and a camera. Oh, no. And so I could actually see a picture of who I was playing, and it could not have been more stereotypical. Like a uh, gawky Asian kid <laughs> uh, who's you know, way, way too intense into it as we were playing. Yeah. So I was like, no, take away the camera. <laughs> um, <laughs> I see myself for what I really am. But no, I, it, it's great. You know, it, 
every every time you get a you know a random set of cards from your deck and you know you, you can you can win with pretty much anything if you play it right um so i've had i've had a lot of fun especially going up against other people with it um it is a one of those playstation plus free games and that you can download it while you have ps playstation plus but it goes away once you lose it right so i don't know if i'll keep it past then but i've certainly been sinking a ton of time into it while i have it mm-hmm so, so here's here's my question for you. Do you uh, feel like it does an adequate job of, of of teaching you the rules? I mean, have you have you played Magic before this? No, I'd never played it before. So um, it does barely, that like a good primer. It does a very good job of that. So there's a tutorial you can play through that gives you the basics, and then the the AI opponents that you start with in the campaign <clears throat> start out very stupid, very easy, and your deck starts out very simple. You know, not mm-hmm. a lot of frills. And it just gradually gets more and more complex from there. So you can definitely ease into it. If you hop right into online, you might have trouble. Mm-hmm. Except there's a very, very interesting feature, and I haven't tried it, um, but there's a mentoring feature. Oh. And uh, you click on it, and apparently you can go live with another player and actually like get taught how to play the game by someone else. So somebody who opts in to being able to te- you know, help help people learn. Yeah, and I thought that really spoke... I, I think you would not find that except for there's such an established community around this game apart from the console version, right? Mm. In that you could go... Oh, go ahead. I was, I was going to say that, that that is actually something that Team Fortress 2 does. They, they, oh, really? They, they do uh, have a mentoring program. Interesting. Wow. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. What's what's their mentoring program like? Like, how does you do that? You you pick a class, and then you can hit a button that says, "Hey, bring somebody in to help me learn how to play this," and and they can watch your screen and give you tips. Wow, who spends their time doing that? I wonder. Like, I'm so good at this game. Other people deserve my wisdom. It's a it's a, it's a very helpful community. Huh. But yeah, so I mean, you know, I think it's called like friday night magic or something like that where you can there are all these places set up where you can go play the game in person mm-hmm. um and it's got to be the people who are you know very dedicated to that who are also being mentors mm-hmm. um i have to say one thing maybe it's just because i started off with this i don't know if i'd ever go play it in person uh one for the stigma attached with it but two there are so many like buffs and stat changes and unique effects to take keep track of at any given moment that I really feel like I'd be lost if I didn't have the computer to do it for me. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, in the game, you set up what you want to do, and then the computer calculates out the effect that you had, right? Yeah. Whereas I, I imagine that every turn would take about five times longer because you're going, well, okay, this is a 50% reduction on damage, but I had this stat buff uh, in this instance, and, you know, so on and so forth. It's the it's the difference between, you know, sitting down with the Dungeon Master's Guide and, you know, looking for the table to reference your role right. uh, versus playing Baldur's Gate. Exactly. So uh, I think that would ever keep me, that would keep me from ever uh, playing it in person. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's fun to play while I have it here. Yeah. Um, I'll say I'm, the cool thing is I'm playing, one sec, sorry about that. The cool thing is that I'm playing with the original deck that you get. I've just unlocked most of the special cards for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the style of play there is that you kind of start out very slowly, but then you can very quickly ramp up to the larger monsters uh, or creatures. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it, there's this really fun risk-reward aspect to it where 
at first I'm just trying to survive, right? And I'm getting smacked around and I'm trying to figure out how, how to survive long enough to bring out my big my big uh pieces. Mm-hmm. And then uh and then you know it just completely changes the game. And I've had some really interesting situations happen online and uh and it's a ton of fun to play. So hmm. I'm still trying to decide if I wanna if I wanna keep it uh after after the membership runs out. Uh but it's it's like I said, I've spent a lot of time on it the past couple weeks. Neat. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no reason that couldn't be a fun time. So that's that's what I've been playing. Honestly, I mean, I, I spent a little bit of time on Prince of Persia, a little bit of time on Assassin's Creed. Yeah. The you know the, the main focus has been on on Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's one of those things. Like I, I've I've had my uh, uh, fingers in a lot of pies um, over the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's just a you know it's a matter of like Dark Siders and Child of Eden were the only two that I. I oh, I, we're talking about uh, video games. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I sorry we were no. about something different there. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've I've had my snoot my my snoot in a lot of tills, and I just I didn't feel comfortable <laughs> talking about them. Um, uh, you know the the ones that I really just kind of dabbled with. Yeah. So, so 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 Ben, what's uh, uh let's or do we do we want to uh, talk about the the big show or are we gonna uh, hit some others first? Uh, let's. I'll go chronologically. So okay. we'll hit we'll hit the big one last. Um, since <clears throat> since I am not in school anymore and have no part time job, <laughs> I have I have had plenty of time to dabble into video games. Um. So last week I finished Uncharted, the first uh, of the trilogy that that'll you know the third one will come out this fall. Um, Dennis, have you played the first one? Yeah, yeah. What did you think of the twist? Uh, I mean, I could probably talk about it. I'm sure it's the game's been out forever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you fight like uh, Nazi zombies, kind of, essentially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, and I've I've had this conversation with a couple of people last week. How like Nazi zombies, like well, Nazis by themselves, like nobody cares. Like there's no like uh, moral conflict when you kill a Nazi. You know, like uh-huh. yeah, it's they they're, they're, they pretty much established that in Nuremberg. Um. that's that's pretty dark just 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 following orders that's not that that's that that, that's no excuse yeah uh yeah so i mean video game i don't know it's it you know they're kind of like the go-to evil people so yeah so it was interesting that uh that suddenly you're fighting nazis in drake's fortune and i mean a similar thing happens in the second game too where there's a twist maybe two-thirds of the way through and you start fighting a different kind of enemy and it's like okay whatever I don't know if they feel like they have to do that or not. I feel like it kind of takes away from the the realism of the game, I guess. Given, um, given the source material, that's not too terribly surprising, though. I mean, yeah. it's Indiana Jones, or in Indiana Brones, as, as we've discussed. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Uh, and, like, everything up until the part where they're zombies, or, like, I don't know, you know whatever. Like, that was fine. Like, uh, you know, it's cool. You know, like, the fact that Nazis were in the places where they were in the story, like that's fine. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But then, the fact that they make them like run around like animals and like chase you, it's like, uh, that's kind of huh. kind of weak. But Did you feel like a jump the shark. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, 
But I mean, it was still it was still fine enough, and it was. I mean, part of the reason why I wanted to play the game is I wanted to know what the backstory was, since I had already played the second game. And second game's fantastic. I, in fact, I mean, I still prefer the second game to this game. I don't know if that's because I played it first or you know if it's objectively better or not. But whatevs. Um, so yeah, what did what did you think of it, Dennis? I I remember really liking it the first time through, and I, I uh, that was the one like game where they didn't give you cumulative trophies for beating it on different difficulty levels. So I've played through it four times. Um, okay. beating yeah. it on each each difficulty level. That was the first game that I platinumed. So obviously so I liked it. I don't like it when they do. Uh, anybody. Ch- Chivos, you know, any, anything like that. I'm not just talking about the trophies. Yeah. Just where they don't give you credit for easy when you beat it on normal. That's just, uh, that's yeah. dirty pool. But this is, I mean, that was one of the few games that I was willing to put in the effort on it for. Mm. But, um, so I remember when when the Nazi zombies first came into play, I was not expecting it because I didn't think that it was going to be that kind of game, right? And like you said, Ben, that's it, it went over the top. But for me, like that, it freaked me out. One, and I remember truly being scared by the the things running at me, and it completely changes up the way you play, and mm-hmm. makes it makes it a lot more of a scramble fest. And I feel like. Uncharted really shines when you're not playing it as a stop and pop, but instead you're you're playing it as that you know unlikely hero who's just your average Joe who's thrown into crazy situations and are scrambling for your life, you know. Yeah. Um, and so the the whole zombie dynamic forced you to do that kind of not plan things out and work methodically, but you know scramble around and just pop people when you <laughs> saw them. Um, so I I thought it worked really well, but it definitely wasn't over to over the top moment. Yeah, it had a pretty decent boss battle at the end of it. It wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. Is 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 that a game that had boss battles throughout it? Not really. Um, I think uh, with with both games, there's just one boss battle at the end, and it's you know, yeah, yeah. So it, it, they do they do a good job of making it feel epic. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I take issue with the use of the word epic? Nope, that's an untouchable. <laughs> no, I was. I was watching the videos for Google Plus. Have you seen the seen the, the Google's answer for Facebook? And they, and they and they have these things like instead of like having groups or lists, you have circles. Yeah, and like yeah, which is a pretty neat idea. I think it's I think that's a, that's a good way to go because just calling everybody friend that kind of cheapens the word. But but one of the categories that they were showing in, in the little screencast things is they had you know uh, the the engineers talking about it was Epic Bros. I saw that. <laughs> hey, 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 Phil, you're my epic bro. <laughs> I think I'm going to cry. That's, that's borderline romantic. I, they had to have been using that ironically because it's like I, don't, I can't imagine anyone working for Google like hanging out with friends, you know? Did you pronounce Google like Bugle? No. Okay. Did I? I Google? think you did. <laughs> Working for Google, like working for Google, like working for Google, like Google, Google, Google. Okay. Um, let me go Google that, and uh, let's see, let's see what comes up. Yeah. I had I had a professor freshman year who called um, YouTube the YouTube. Yeah, the YouTube. <laughs> With that emphasis like, on tube. tube. Yeah. <laughs> was he was he Scandinavian? 
Uh, she no, not to not to my knowledge. Okay, she she was just a little misinformed on no. correct pronunciation. Okay. I gotcha. <laughs> no, I digress. No, uh, Uncharted is one of those games that my myself as a, as, as an Xbox loving Cretan, uh, <laughs> I, I I I gaze at longingly. So yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it looks neat. Maybe, maybe one day you'll buy a PS3 and you can play it. Yeah. What else have you been playing? Anyway, moving along chronologically, both in the games that I played and in their release dates, uh, I finally took advantage of the Welcome Back program from PlayStation. And so the two downloads I had are the remaining two games I played. Uh, The first one being Infamous. And Dennis, you've you've played this game before, correct? I have, albeit um, briefly. Okay. I got it out for a couple weeks and then... Didn't finish it. Okay. I yeah, I mean I played it. It's it's uh I mean it's it was pretty entertaining. It was a pretty entertaining game. I you can you could probably beat it in maybe ten or twelve hours, I'd say. Okay. But um but it's kind of in a mix of Assassin's Creed and I don't know what else to compare it to. Maybe a graphic novel. Because uh-huh. um you play you play a person named Cole, uh you're yeah. super Oh, spelled with spelled with a C. Okay, the wrong spelling. Okay, yeah, yeah, a weak ass Cole. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the story is definitely not the strong suit in the game. Um, you you play a superhero who is caught in the middle of an explosion and survived it for some reason, and you have quote unquote mysterious powers. They're more like. Uh, non well defined powers because it's, like, <laughs> it's kind of like electricity can do anything essentially you know like you can you can fly with electricity you it's can, like you can heal people with electricity <laughs> uh, yeah you 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 literally can in the game I don't know if you're referencing that or no not, I, but... I am I am it's just it's just funny that like you can do anything aside from like defibrillate them clear yeah yeah so it's pretty ridiculous um. <laughs> As far as that goes, but it's pretty fun to play. It's um, it reminded me a lot of uh, Spider-Man Two. Did you guys ever? Oh play that? yeah, love that game. Yeah, like you know, like how it was fun just to to go around the city, yeah, shoot shoot webs, do whatever you know. It was kind of like that with this game. It was fun to just run around, shoot people. You can collect odds and odds and ends of uh, tokens and stuff. Like at this point, like don't 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 even think of making an, making an open world game unless you can make mobility interesting. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. So did you, Ben? Have you beaten it? Uh, or you? I have beaten it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Did, how how many of those side missions did you go through? Because I think for me that's maybe what stalled me out. Is it? I got so caught up in side missions. It well, that's kind of what the bulk of the game is. Uh, okay. Even though they call them side missions, you kind of have to do most. I mean, I guess you can kind of go around them and not do them. But it, it's uh, it's one of those things. It's like a, a turf battle sort of thing where you have to take over areas and they go from being dangerous to being safe, like that sort uh-huh. of thing. Um, that's that's all of what the the side missions do, and there's you know some variety there. Um, it was nice that they didn't overdo any one sort of side mission, so I never I never felt like I was doing the same thing over and over and over again. It was, it was they kept it pretty nice and open. And generally, you had your pick of what side mission to do, so it wasn't, you know, you you could do the ones that you wanted to do. Um, 
But no, it's, I mean, yeah, if you don't like the side missions, it would probably be pretty hard to enjoy the game or play it all the way through since that's that's a, a major part of the, the game experience. But basically all you're doing in the game is there's three main islands and the pattern is, is you you power up sections of the island and in doing so you gain new powers and then you either do main storyline missions or side missions uh, to progress the story. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so, I mean, it, it's a pretty nice level up system. You, you know, like you gain a lot of cool powers and by the end of it, you have, you know, there's some pretty cool things you can do and you, you spend, uh, you get like experience points and you spend those to upgrade the powers that you have to make them even better. So, I mean, it was, it was a fun enough game. Do it, you, um, did you find yourself using like one power mostly or did you kind of spread around your moves? Um, I actually spread them around because a lot of them have different, they have good uses in varying situations. Like you have a, a sniper sort of move. Um, there's one really cool move where you shoot these like balls of electricity. And then as soon as you shoot one person, they all walk onto that person and they all like rain down on that person. Nice. And that was pretty fun. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the, the moves are, they're varying enough that each one can be used, uh, uh, effectively in different situations. So you can kind of change it up. So did you, did you find yourself going good or evil? I went good the entire way the first time, okay. and um, I didn't know if I was going to play through it a second time, evil or not. I'm probably not. Um, right. I mean, it was a fun enough experience, and you know, I guess the the characters are sometimes a little weak and sometimes a little flat, um, but there's a couple of cool parts in the story, um, and especially how they set up for the second story is partic- particularly well done. Hmm. So. Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to play it is I, I had read a review of uh, Infamous 2, and it got it got pretty high praise. Yeah. So, um, so I kind of wanted to see how the first one was, and you know, it's not a bad game, but it's not like a fantastic game. So I wouldn't I wouldn't break the bank to go out and buy it and play it. But if say if you, you could download it for free, yeah, I was gonna say if you have yeah. a PS, if you have a PS3 and you're looking for a game to download, it's it's not a bad choice. Um, yeah. So I'd, cool. I'd say I'd leave it at that. It's like a B game, I'd say. Well, what uh, what was your other game? I'm curious. The last game is something that all three of us have now played. It is Dead Nation. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm that a was, convert. Tell me. That tell was what you thought. That was uh, the second download that I had. Me and Cole played it. Was it yesterday or the day uh, before? The day before. Okay, so we played it on Monday. Um, why don't we start, Cole? What did you think of it? I thought it, it feels like the spiritual successor to Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Honestly, <laughs> I know I know I mentioned that kind of in joking, but 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 in all reality, that actually is what it feels like. Zombies Ate My Neighbors being the seminal um, classic, um, you know, co-op game for uh, your shooter rather top-down shooter for the for the Super Nintendo and Genesis developed by LucasArts, also zombie themed, undead themed. No, I really I really liked it. Um, as a, as a co-op experience, you definitely helped me through. I was, I was, you know, inept, um, and <laughs> remained inept throughout the entire, the entire time, but it was, it, it, it was, it was good. The, the enemies were nice and varied. Um, I, I know what Dennis was talking about now about running your flashlights over all the walls to look for the, to look for the Slenderman, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. No, we got, I mean, we, we got what, uh, like the hospital or something like that? Yeah, I think we got like, four missions in, yeah. I'd say. There's, a lot, there's really, a, lot of, okay. a lot of meat on those bones, yeah. Yeah. There are, yeah, there are ten missions overall. Me and me and uh, David have been stuck on the fifth mission, the edge of town, for the mm-hmm. longest time. Uh, so I don't know if you guys have gotten past us or what. How did you guys spec out your characters? I I, I got the submachine gun and the shotgun, and uh, and and Ben, you got the you got the uh, the the um, saw Flame blade thrower. and the flamethrower, yeah. Um, and, and, and that, that did well. I mean, I, I, I'm not, in, in, you know, terribly accurate. So it was good for me to have the, oh shit button with the, uh, with yeah. the, with the, with the submachine gun. That was nice. Ben was <laughs> constantly trying to like remind me gently and kindly to, Hey, you know, maybe use the power up shot on the, on the, on the rifle, you know, maybe that'll, maybe that'll work. <laughs> and I was well, like, it's so much tougher when you shoot them once and then they come charging at you. It's like, ah, oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I eventually, I think, I think I, I think I caught wise to it, but, but yeah, that, that's, that's kind of how, how I played and you, you were more calm and calculating to a certain extent. Yeah. I think we both, we both maxed out our rifles relatively quickly. Yeah. yeah it seems to be the way to go. So yeah. what about, what about communication? So I've found, I've found myself communicating extremely well and, and having that be a very integral part when you're in the middle of battles, did you guys find the same thing? Uh, not really, actually. I feel like we both are kind of like, oh shit, and we do our own thing, and yeah. <laughs> usually but, end up but, okay. Yeah, but there would be points where, like, you, you you handle the majority of like the okay, I'm gonna go get this chest, or I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get this car, and I was and I was kind of like watching for 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 stragglers that were coming towards us. So there was that delegation to it, but we did we did mostly yeah. do our own thing. But there were times where like I mean th- th- there were a lot of times, especially with the mines. I thought I thought the mines added a lot of stuff where you reach those kind of like left for dead stopping points where mm-hmm. like okay it's calm we need to press this button to go ahead. Let's kind of like lay out our strategy. Granted, all of our strategies pretty much <laughs> failed um, <laughs> when things didn't go exactly according to plan. But you know we did say like okay you lay your mines here i'll have these grenades and i'll watch this and i'll probably come from every direction so Uh so there's that level of communication i think yeah i i've since improved upon our strategy where you set the mines right in front of you essentially and so that way that's much more effective yeah do do your mines uh i forget they 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 damage you when they They go off right okay they do. They do have a range, so you just you have to make sure you're out of the range. But yeah, yeah. well, and, and the and the UI is really helpful. It lets you know when 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 you done fucked up. Um, yeah. And I found myself I found myself blowing up a lot of cars before we could get the the sweet money <laughs> with it. Yeah, that's that's hard. You, it's really hard to stay in control enough, especially when you're getting rushed. Yeah. Um. To to stay cool and calm and collected and place your shots so that you're shooting around the vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can get the the maximum loot. Yeah, that's that's cool that you guys enjoyed the game that much. Yeah. Um, I I couldn't see playing it over over internet. I think you agree with me on that, Ben. I remember you saying, yeah. That. "Yeah, really, okay." I feel I feel like it would be too hard to communicate because there's there are many times where I was like, "Hey, we should go explore over here," and then yeah. you know, like we we go do that. I feel like that would be like if you don't have a microphone on the PS3, I don't know how you'd be able to. Uh, okay. Say that sort of thing, you know. When when you so when the answer is have a microphone if you're going to play online. <laughs> yeah, probably. When, yeah. when you're okay. playing, when you're playing it online, do you have to share a screen? Like, does it put up the green circle and let you know when, when you're walking out of range of your partner? <sighs> I don't I know. Guess, I have. I don't know. I'm going to guess yes, just because it seems like part of the game is is 
when things go crazy, um, you know, if you don't communicate well enough, you both dash off in different directions and then you're in yeah. trouble because you can't keep on running. You have to stay together. Right. Um, so I, I think that was it. If not intentional, it works well enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, have you guys seen any difficulty spikes yet? Or did you um, feel like there were parts where it just got unfairly hard? I I have a confession to make. Yesterday I played the rest of the game and beat it. Oh, you beat it? <laughs> I beat oh, it, dude. Masterful. I I we have not been able to do that. This this goes back to the fact that I'm not in school and don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, there's parts that it, where it gets difficult. But I mean, here's one thing that I mean, there, you know, there's little tricks you can do. Here's one thing that me and Cole noticed was that the flamethrower is very effective for mobs and people. It slows everything down. Mm-hmm. If it's so that, if, if it's possible for a zombie to become really discouraged, the flamethrower will do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if you set a zombie on fire, he kind of stops and rethinks his yeah. life. <laughs> his unlife. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I mean, it. The, I would say there's a, definitely a difficulty spike in the last level. Um, okay. There's there's also one on the great. Or well, there's one on this on on this map that's maybe a, a seventh or eighth map. Uh, there's like a a boss battle that you'll probably notice where when it is. But it's you know it's a pretty intricate boss battle where you're kind okay. of stuck in this area and you mm-hmm. kind of have to figure something out to get out of it. But anyway, yeah. I'll I'll try and be as vague as possible. <laughs> I, but, ne- uh, I never felt like I died unfairly. I never. I always. I always kind of felt like it was my fault. Yeah. Uh, uh, which which you know is, is about the best thing you can say about a game that that does kind of count its difficulty as one of its you know strong points. I think I think it's one of those things where it was my fault because I I had difficulty parsing. The uh, the visuals again, kind of going back to the Child of Eden. Separate you know, the, the the zombies to me kind of tended to blend in with with the background unless they were of a special design. And I would say that is kind of a knock against it, probably. Well, especially if there are a lot of bodies on the ground, it gets really hard to recognize when you're staring at a downed body and when there's something running at you. Right. I th- I think that's totally intentional though, like because yeah. like I think it's easy to distinguish a zombie if your flashlight's on it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, uh-huh. is if your flashlight's not on it, well, yeah, you're not going to be able to see it. And I think that's an intentional aspect of the game where it's they only let you see as much as your flashlight's pointed to. So you have yeah. to constantly be looking around, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I'll note on the whole co-op thing um, is having a built-in laser pointer on your gun makes makes planning so easy. Because, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, you want to go here and then go here and you can just point uh, exactly on the screen where you want to go. In game, it's the portal thing. You you play you play you ping an area and you just say let's do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That 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 um, I, I feel like that would at least partially overcome the difficulty of. Then again, you you can't you can't attach any sort of meaning to your pointing, so it right. needs to be done with a voice command. But you know, so many times when I've been doing um, you know, online shooters in particular, you'd be like, go to the car. And it's like there are three. What you know? <laughs> the blown up car. Wait, all of them are blown up because yeah. I wasn't careful. So so that narrows it from twenty to thirty. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So so um, that that kind of helped out a little bit. Where you say you go to that one, I'll go to that one, and that's all you need to say. It's very natural. And one thing I will add is uh, regarding the difficulty again is the last level. Mm-hmm. It definitely gets more difficult. Or, or they, you know, 
they kind of take the gloves off, so to say, where um, also this kind of has to do with how your armored upgrade works. Have you noticed that uh, no matter you, your armor upgrades are, are persistent? So like say if mm-hmm. you start a new game, you'll still have the same armor as you would have had in the last game you had. Oh, you, no, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I knew they didn't reset like multipliers, but that's that's cool. Okay. And also, uh, it works where you, you'll have the same opportunity for armor in both co-op and single player. So, like, uh-huh. if you get whatever your armor is right now when you play on co-op, you could go start a single player game and you have the same armor. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is by the time you get to the end of the game with the last level, uh, the gameplay changes around quite a bit, where they really amp up the number of zombies that are coming at you. So, like, I'm sure right now you feel like they they throw a lot at you. Mm-hmm. By the time you get to the last level, it seems like nothing almost. And so, oh, man. <laughs> and, and, and so, so playing the last level, was, I mean, it was a great experience. It was uh, because the gameplay was completely different. And so... Um, so yeah, I did, I'd say it's worthwhile to play it to the end and then try the last level. Okay, nice. But um, I'm a, that that one turned out to be a real winner. I tell you, like for a free game, uh, I would I would have probably paid close to full retail value for this game. What uh, is full retail you know, value? It's like probably a fifteen dollar game. Yeah, I'd say that's worthwhile. Yeah, but I mean, I'd go over that. I mean, I'd pay I'd pay like forty bucks for this. Just because wow. I've been playing it for so long, I've been playing it so often, I haven't even beat it once, and uh, it still feels fresh and fun. Now, granted, like I said, we are kind of at a choke point right now where there's like there's like one of the big guys with choppy hands that can kill you in one hit, and then right after that, there's a horde of zombies, and then right after that, there's two of the jumpers, and so yeah. that like we're just kind of like really we've we've attempted to pass this area like three or four times now and have been unsuccessful. But other other than that difficulty spike, it's been an awesome game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was I was I was very pleased with what I played. I kind of I kind of again have a little bit of system envy on it. So, nah. Ben, did you play anything else? Those were the three: uh, Uncharted, Infamous, and Dead Nation. And and kudos to the story and the music in Dead Nation because I I thought both of those were well done. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that the story holds up because we talked a little bit the last time about how it's just a very practical, like point to point kind of story. Yes. Yes. And it just it's like, wow, this actually makes a surprising amount of sense for a zombie <laughs> video game. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear it holds up. Yeah. I felt the same way with uh, Dead Space. I felt like it had the same sort of thing where every, huh? every, every step you were doing, it was a rational step. And it's like, yeah, that's probably what I would do in that situation. It's Dead Nation is even less contrived than uh, Dead Space. Yeah. Uh, you know, with Dead Space, it's like, hey, glad you fixed that. Now this broke down. Glad you fixed that. Now this broke down. Yeah, that's true. Whereas this is this is very clear. Like, okay, if I was in a survival situation, I would need to, you know, get a get a mode of transportation, get a radio, get to a place where the radio works, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very De- cool. Def- definitely, it's a, it's a it's a DTR pick of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it a thing now? That's a thing now. I don't know. Let's yeah. Let's let's do that. Let's let's, let's let's call it that. Don't worry. <laughs> that was 
episode number 119 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games, Ch- you know, changing things up just a little bit. Try to keep it short, but we end uh, up going long, long anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> so your homework, what you can do, you can send us an email at uh, don'ttreeriddle at duckfeed.tv. Uh, we're going to try and get a little uh, letter segment opened up. You know, whatever you send, we'll read. Ask us uh, what, what we think about something that's happened in video games or ask us for life advice, all those good things. Um, you can also, while you're at duckfeed.tv, uh, you can uh, find all of our old episodes and actually a link to our iTunes listing. That's the primary means by which this show is distributed. While you're there, you can leave us a review. Haven't had a new review in a little bit, so uh, if you've been listening for a while, that would be one of the best ways you could help out. Aside from, you know, just telling your friends and doing all of that. So that's your homework. Um, write us an email. Also, um, you know, uh, hit us up on the iTunes reviews there. At least rate us, you know. Um, other than that, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at Cole Ross. That's Cole with a K, K-O-L-E. And uh, Dennis? I am at D Furia. And Ben? I am at Merkelizer. There we go. Ooh, with authority. Believe <laughs> <laughs> that. Point, point, of, point of order, administrative detail, since I did receive something um, uh, for, from somebody who, who does listen to the show. I, uh, part of this show was, uh, like the most recent episode of uh, Those Damn Ross Kids, was fueled by homebrew uh, made by one Andrew uh, who who uh, gave me some back when I was up in Mansfield? Drank the wit beer this time. It was really good. Want to say thank you again for that. Give him a shout out because I know he really likes doing his homebrew. Um, yeah. So if anybody else wants to give us tasty beverages, that is uh, entirely welcome. So long as they're not poison. No now I now I know when we're back on Skype. He didn't want to share his brews. Hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I only I only have, I only have two left. <laughs> Wait a minute! No, I, I don't. Right, have, I don't have any left. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm grabbing a steak knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So for for DTR, I have been your host Cole Ross. This is Dennis Furia and Ben Merkel. And don't touch my beard. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>